to the High Praises Church podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's sermon. I don't know about you, but I'm just excited in Christ today. He is an amazing God, and we, we love him today. We honor his presence in our lives, in our hearts, our minds. If you don't know Jesus today, today is a wonderful day for you to get to know him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Verses 40 through 56. It's good to see everyone. You look beautiful in Jesus. To our online audience today, welcome to our live stream. Luke 8, starting at verse 40, it says, So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. Behold, there, were, there came a man named Jairus, and he was the ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the border of his garment and immediately her flow of blood stopped and Jesus said who touched me when all denied it Peter and those with him said master the multitudes throng and press you and you say who touched me but Jesus said somebody touched me for I perceive power going out from me now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's home saying to him, your daughter is now dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, do not be afraid, only believe, and she will be made well. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, John, and the father and mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, do not weep. She's not dead, sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing she was dead, but he put them all outside, took her by the hand, and called, saying, Little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned, and she arose immediately, and he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them not to tell anyone what had happened. You can be seated. The presence of God. I want to talk this morning from the subject, our God is always on time. Our God is always on time. My brothers and my sisters, one thing that the enemy wants to challenge in the life of believers in our hearts and our minds as it pertains to our faith, he wants to challenge the ability of our God. He wants to challenge in our hearts and our minds uh, the omnipotence, the 
the all-powerful God that we, we serve, do we really believe what we say? Do we really believe who we say he is? We must always understand the key factor about our Lord. Listen to this. He's, he's obligated, but he's not obligated. I know that sounds oxymoronic, but follow me as I explain. He's obligated to those who surrendered their lives to him. He's obligated to those who, who've been blood-bought, who've been purchased by him. He's obligated to those who are living righteously. Righteously simply means those who are in right standing with him. He's obligated to every single one of us who have gone through the process of repenting and believing and confessing. Jesus is obligated to us, but he is not necessarily obligated to do the things that we need the way we want him to do it, how we want him to do it, when we want him to do it. Isaiah penned it this way. In Isaiah 55, he said that God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts, not our thoughts. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are his ways from our ways, his thoughts from our thoughts. So what I've discovered in my short life, Jesus is not playing. He came to this earth to reconcile us through his vicarious atonement. He came to this life to put us in the right relationship with God the Father. He came to this earth to save us, to change us. He came to this earth to, to, to transform us. This word transform in the Greek is metamorpho, giving us this, 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 our English word metamorphosis, giving us the notion that caterpillar wraps itself in a cocoon and comes out a beautiful butterfly. God wants us to wrap ourselves in his love, in his grace, and what we once used to be, we don't look nothing like it anymore. But we've been transformed into the glorious image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God wants more than anything else to establish, listen to this, his kingdom. We pray it all the time. We pray it in our prayers. We say, Lord, let your kingdom come on earth. Let your will be done as it is in heaven. Let it be done on earth. He came, guys, to establish his kingdom, and in doing so, we must understand his way is always the best way. Let me say that again. God's way is always the best way. Hallelujah. God's way is always the best way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No matter how I feel about it, God's way is always the best way. It may not be what you like, how you like, but it's right. Amen. A few factors about God's kingdom. I wish I would have gave Pastor Gabe this earlier this week, but it hit me late yesterday evening. A few factors. Let me give this to you. Every kingdom has its own rules and regulations. Every kingdom has its own rules and regulations. Way before we came along, it was established already. Another thing is every citizen of the kingdom must adhere to the rules of that said kingdom. I got to be transparent here and tell you a few things about myself. It was around 2008, 2009. I don't remember what year it was, 2010. I was one of those individuals who knew better but didn't do right. 
I knew every time I got in my car past, I was supposed to put my seatbelt on, but I got to be honest with you, I couldn't stand wearing seatbelts. So I would get in my car, sorry, any officers that may be in the house, any may be watching, sorry. I used to get in my car, crank up, and zoom, go to where I needed to go. But the church that we had at the time was off 81, so I would pull off church parking lot, pull on 81. One day, as soon as I pulled on 81, woo! And all of a sudden, I did that. <laughs> and he walked up to me and he said, sir, let me get your license and registration. I said, yes, sir. He said, let me ask you a question. Did you have that seatbelt on when you pulled out, out of that parking lot? I was like, um, <clears throat> um, see, see, what had happened was, <laughs> I said, no, I didn't have it on. $25 fine. Said, cool. A week later, I'm at church. I can't stand wearing seatbelts. I pull out of the same parking lot, same highway, woo, same officer. He said, you didn't have that seatbelt on again, did I? I said, no, I didn't. He said, um, cool, $25. A month goes by, same parking lot, same highway, woo! After about $75, I said, I got it now. <laughs> and from then on, from 2008, 9, 10, whatever year it was, I now jump in the car and the first thing I do is put my seatbelt on. Why? Because in the United States, they made it law that we must put our seatbelts on. Every kingdom has its own set of rules and regulations that if you're going to be a citizen of that kingdom, you got to adhere to those rules and regulations. Here in the United States, we pull out of a driveway and we drive on the right-hand side of the road. But if we were to hop on a flight and go to Great Britain, it's a little different. They drive on the left-hand side of the road. And I can't take my U.S. citizenship to the United Kingdom and think that I'm going to pull out and drive on the right because I'm going to cause a collision, which is what happens with many believers when we don't adhere to what God has said in his word. We have to learn to adhere to what God says and do exactly what God says in his word, and then we'll start being successful. Every kingdom has its own official language. Every kingdom. And if you want to be successful communicating in that said kingdom, you got to speak the official language of that kingdom. And for us as the body of Christ, guess what? It is the word of God. We got to learn to speak the logos. I heard one person say it this way. We got to say what God said and say it again and say it again and say it again and say it again. If, if I want to, to learn how to be successful, I'm talking about victorious Christian living. I got to say what God said and say it again and keep saying it against all odds. No matter what happens, I got to say what God said and keep on saying it. 
Why? Because our kingdom is not of this world. I don't care if you look around and you don't like what you, listen, our kingdom is not, we're in this world, but not our kingdom is not of this world. Jude 20 says it this way. He says, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. That means, saints of God, we got to grow. We got to grow in Christ. We got we to gotta groom ourselves in Christ. We, gotta, we have to grow. But he also goes along and says, praying in the Holy Spirit. That's that communication. That means to pray the word of God, but it also means, according to some theologians, for those of us who are baptized in the Holy Ghost, you got to pray in tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost and believe God that God is going to do what he said he's going to do in his word. So a good question for us today is, everyone in here, do you trust God's way? Do you trust God's way? Listen to this. Do you trust his kingdom systematic approach to your situation? Because I can tell you from experience, many, many times in my life and what I needed, I didn't know how he was going to show up. And I didn't know how he was going to do it because God's kingdom systematic approach is not one plus one equals two. God shows up in a total different way. Why? Because his kingdom is not of this world. So he don't go by the rules and the regulations of this world. He goes by the rules and regulations of the kingdom and which he's provided for us in the word of God. So I just have to have faith to believe and to trust that my Jesus is going to do everything that he said he's going to do. I just got to trust his kingdom systematic approach. Do you trust him even when you don't like the outcome of what you see? Do you trust God? Now, here's a side note. King David was anointed the next king of Israel. It was then that he faced Goliath. He was banished by Saul. He hid in the desert. He was on the run, forced out of the nation, fought many battles. It was nearly 15 years between the time that he was anointed king and he actually became the king. It's a side note now. Sometimes the lion's den and the fiery furnace is God's temporary best for you right now. I know, I know you're rebuking me right now. I don't receive that preacher. Amen. I feel you. I feel you. I've been there, done that. Amen. And I'm not prophesying that. Amen. I, I'm just telling you, sometimes in what you're facing, because you don't have to challenge it, just look at where you're at. Some of you are in some fiery furnace situations. Some of you are in some lion den situations right now. Sometimes it is, listen to what I said, his temporary best for you right now. Because he knows that in his sovereignty, that spiritually and physically, there's promotion on the other side of the lion's den. And there's spiritual and physically promotion on the other side of the fiery furnace. There's promotion that's going to come on your life. So while Satan is trying to challenge our faith, we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. 
And we need to we need to come up with the goal to stand and say, Lord, if I can just keep my eyes and my focus on my Lord and on my Savior, I know that everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah, somebody. In the midst of everything. And, and I know we're not saved based on feelings which is a good side note for somebody in this place today, you are not saved based on how you feel. You are saved based on the facts and the word of God. And if God said, confess and believe and you shall be saved, I got news for you. Your feelings to the side, you were saved. Amen. But I thank God that sometimes I not only can see him, Pastor Chris, I thank God that sometimes I feel him in my soul. And he lets me know in the midst of me seeing him and in the midst of me feeling him, everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to encourage somebody in this room today. Our God is always on time. He's always on time because in our text today, we have a synagogue ruler named Jairus. Many of the Jewish religious leaders were opposed to Jesus and his ministry, but Jairus was not one of them. I, I, I don't know how Jairus was before. Just like I don't know how many of you were before Christ, but I do know sometimes things happen. And when things happen, it makes you do a quick turn and seek Jesus. And all we know is Jairus was not one of those religious. He, he wasn't like Nicodemus who snuck by night to hide from his peers. He had a need. He had a desperate need. And his desperate need said, I need Jesus. I've heard about Jesus. I've heard of the miracles that he can do, and, and, and I, I don't know, I, I just need Jesus right now, and, 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 and desperate measures led Jairus to go against the grain and seek Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 42 says, his daughter was at the point of death, but we got to rewind. We got to rewind just for a moment, everybody say, we got to rewind. We got to rewind because his approach to Jesus was everything. Verse 42 says, he comes to Jesus and his daughter's at the point of death. But verse 41 is a vital lesson, says, he fell at Jesus' feet. Matthew's gospel says it this way, he, bowed, he fell down and worshiped him. Giving us the notion and teaching us the lesson that we should worship before we petition. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Don't just go before him and say, Lord, I need, I need, I need, I need. Go before him and humble yourself and say, Lord, you are a mighty God. You are the, the exalted one. You are the one true living God. And, and God, I just want to worship you. And the beauty of holiness, because I know and recognize who you are. And now, God, let me tell you what I need. Worship before petition. The Bible says 
at the B clause of 42, watch this. Jesus went with Jairus. But it says, says it this way, he went. And as he went, the Bible says, watch this, the multitudes thronged him. The word throng means they crowded, they pressed in. Because you're talking about our creator, our master, our maker. He's, he's performing miracles, signs, wonders. Things are happening. Marvelous things are happening. And, and people are attracted to his presence. And, 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 and as Jesus is on his way to Jairus' home, they pressed in. And all of a sudden, while Jesus is on his way to perform a miracle at Jairus' home, crowd all around him, there was, watch this, a touch in what seemed to be chaos. I love this because we all are under the understanding that Jesus is the one doing all the touching. Every time we read in the word, Jesus is speaking and touching. Speaking and touching. Jesus is speaking and touching. Jesus is the one. And can you imagine Jesus in this crowd? They're thronging it around him, and I can just see Jesus in my, my spiritual mind's imagination touching folks as he walked by. But, but this time, the Bible says he was touched by someone. I feel the annoying. I don't know who I'm talking to in this room today, but can I suggest to you that while you're waiting, why don't you press in and, and start reaching out and, and start trying to touch Jesus' presence? Amen. Because in the presence of God, there's the fullness of joy, and at his right hand of pleasures forevermore. Can I suggest that you press in in your worship and press in in the midst of what seems to be chaos and say, Lord, I'm not going to wait on you, but I'm going I'm to touch you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They pressed in. Jesus didn't touch, but he was touched. Church, can I be subjective for a moment? I thought about this. From a subjective point of view, you got to remember if I'm Jairus, I got a need. I don't have time, Jesus, for you to get held up with this crowd. I don't, I don't right now, Jesus, I know you love and I know you all that, and, but, you know, I, I just don't have time, Jesus, for you to be the Jesus of compassion with all these people. I need you to be the Jesus of compassion with my need right now. Amen. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a desperate need right now, Jesus, and I need you to show up and deal with my situation right now, Jesus. I don't need you to be the Jesus that's going to just stay with the crowd. I, I need you to be that Jesus that I read about that slipped through the crowd. I need you to bob and weave, Jesus, and get to my situation quick because my child is at the point of death. But that's not what the Bible says. <laughs> the Bible says... That while Jesus has agreed to go to Jairus' home, he's on his way, but the crowd presses in. And I can see this in my, my mind. Jesus is moving, but the crowd is so thick that now he slows to crawl speed. 
We all know what cross speed is like. We, we've all been on 85 in a hurry. Isaac's football team had a, had a game up in Spartanburg. It's an hour and 10 minute drive where I was going. I had it on GPS and I'm like, I'll make it on time. And got off the of exit, what was it, 34? Hit going up, I got off the exit and I could see it up ahead. Oh no. And sure enough, it came to a stop. Car wreck miles up the road, traffic backed up. And all of a sudden, we'll move about a car distant. Car, and then we'll move another car distance. And I'm like, man, I'm not gonna make it on time. We, we've all been at that place of, of crawl speed. But you know what I noticed in the midst of the crawl speed, I was at this mile marker, but now I'm at another mile marker. Guess what? I still got some movement going on. It's taking me longer than what I really wanted, but I'm still getting to my destination. And I didn't make it at the kickoff time, but I made it on time. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying in this room today? Listen, listen, listen. Hallelujah. I'm in a desperate need right now, Jesus. Come on to my house. But now this woman touched Jesus, and Jesus has gone from now crowd thrown, crawl speed, to now he stops. And he asks the question, who touched me? All right, now, Jesus, you, you were doing all right. You, you was doing all right, but now you didn't stopped. And I've already told you my daughter's at the point of death. My child is at the point of death. And Jesus wants to have a conversation. Who touched me? We all know the story. This woman, the moment she reaches out and touches the hem of his garment, she's immediately healed. And Jesus said, virtue went out from me. This was a different kind of touch. Peter said, they, they, do you see this crowd, Jesus? They're all touching you, but... Yeah, Jesus, yeah, but this one, this one right here was a, was a little bit different. This was a different kind of touch. Let me give you some pointers here. Don't you ever forget what he promised you. Don't you ever forget what he promised you. He will fulfill what he said he would do in your life. Pastor said this a few weeks back. He said a delay is not a denial. Very important point for us to remember. Jairus, he's on his way, and this delay is not a denial. He's going to get there, and he's going to do what he told you he's going to do in your life. And then this is what I've learned, which is hard as a believer sometimes, but I've learned that I can do this. And men, we're good at this. Women, I don't know. Some of you may be. But Jesus is the master at multitasking. He can heal you and your neighbor at the same time. My wife's not good at multitasking. My wife, she, she, she does one thing and she's focused on that one thing and I'm trying to get her to do two or, two or three other things. Well, I can do that. I can watch my Georgia Bulldogs lose yesterday. Clemson lost two. Don't talk no junk, so we all good. <laughs> <laughs> I can watch Georgia, I can watch dishes, I can cook, and I can listen to her conversation. And she'll say, you didn't hear nothing I said. Yes, I did. You just said. Jesus is the master at multitasking. 
He can touch you. And he can touch others at the same time. He's, he's omnipresent. Hallelujah, somebody. He's everywhere at the same time. And just because he's taking time to mend to someone else's knees doesn't mean that he's negating your situation right now. He's still concerned about you too. Because in his sovereignty a long time ago, he had you on his mind. And he knows what you need in the midst of everything. So listen at this. The Bible says that he's pressing. He stops. And then we come to around verse 49. And bad news seems to show up. But I've learned something about the kingdom of God. Bad news to us is not bad news in God's kingdom. Amen. Jairus, don't, don't, don't worry the master anymore. Your daughter's now dead. Well, that's the reason to keep talking to Jesus. Amen, somebody. When, when you, you got the, the physical presence of the Lord here on earth and, and you, you hear that your, your child just passed, come on, keep coming, Jesus. Keep, keep on coming, Jesus. Amen. Because bad news is always an opportunity for Jesus to do a genesis in your life. He's able to recreate and he's able to do a new thing in your life. He's able to, in the midst of bad news, create good news. Amen. I love it because the text goes on and says around verse 51, as he came to the house, and I got a question for you. He permitted no one to go in except for Peter, James, John. Who is your inner circle? Who's your inner circle? Yeah. Because everybody can't go. Everybody don't have faith to help you go into the destination that God got for you. Everybody couldn't go. Who's your inner circle? I got maybe three or four people in my life that I, I got my mother and I got about two or three other people I know for a fact that I can call on when I'm ready to press in. And I can depend on them. They're going to be there in my life. Hallelujah, somebody. Who's your inner circle that you can depend on? And then I question this. I question this because I was reading the text, and it says at verse 54, he put them all outside. I, I wondered. I, I couldn't. I, I read some. I couldn't find anything that talked about it, but, but I wondered, did he put Peter, James, and John, and the mother and father out and was left alone there with the young girl? But the Bible says he put them all outside, took her by the hands, and called her, saying, little girl, arise. <laughs> Even though it seems like bad things happen, even though it seems like Jesus was late, verse 49, I got good news in this room today. Jesus is always on time. Hallelujah. Jesus is always on time. Verse 52 says, he said, she's not dead. Why? Because heaven didn't hear what earth said. Earth has to hear what heaven says. Did you hear what I just said? Heaven didn't hear what earth said. In other words, earth has to hear what heaven is saying. He said, she's not dead. She's sleeping. And Jesus and his Jesus swaggers, in other words, like, Jairus, I'm on my way. 
Just bear with me. I'm coming, but I got some people that surround me that need a few things right now. Oh, I just got touched. Let me stop and take a moment. to. I'm still on my way, though. Don't, I ain't forgotten about you. And he takes time to minister to this woman who had spent all she had, ministers to her, and Jesus, in his Jesus swagger, is letting us know today, I haven't forgotten about you. <laughs> I'm Jesus. I'm Christ, the anointed one. And listen, saints of God. Don't be alarmed by Christ's momentum. Don't, please don't be alarmed by Christ's momentum. Please don't be alarmed when he doesn't show up when you want him to. He's going to show up on time. And I can see Jairus had to have some faith because he came to Jesus in the first place. But I can see Jesus saying, yeah, he got faith, but let me give him a little booster shot. Woman with the issue of blood got healed. Bam, that's a little booster shot of faith. Let me, let me give you a little bit more, Jairus. Amen. And so Jairus is an indicator of saints of God. When you see God doing something great in somebody else's life, celebrate that. Don't be jealous of that. Celebrate it and give God praise for what God is doing in somebody else's life because the same God that did it in somebody else's life can do it in yours too. Amen. If he did it for somebody else, he can do it for me. Hallelujah. They got a testimony to help you. And Jesus is still saying, Jairus, I'm still coming. But he gives him a booster shot of faith. I love this because as I get ready to close, you cannot be alarmed at the momentum of Jesus. The word momentum means movement. It doesn't mean stagnation. It means he had movement. Jairus, I'm coming. Yeah, I know, I know if you like me, when you want him to come, you want him to hurry up right now like yesterday, Jesus. I needed it then. But Jesus is like, hey, I'm coming. But here he is, surrounded by a throne of people, and he's, he's baby-stepping, and he's ministering, and he gets touched, and now he stops. But Jairus, I'm still coming. Don't be alarmed by Christ's momentum. As long as he's moving is all you need to praise him for. As long as he's moving in the direction of what I need from him, that's what you got to start saying. Oh, he's coming, y'all. Uh, yeah, Jairus, your daughter's dead. Hey, but Jesus, he's still moving toward my situation and my need, and he wants you to know that he's going to be right on time. High praises, those of you watching, listen, our God is always on time. I don't care how hard it may seem. I don't care where your faith is faltering right now. He will show up and he'll show up on time in your life. But you got to stand. And after having done all to stand, keep on standing and keep on saying, you know what, Lord, I don't like what I see, but I trust you. Because this political statement, which was made by Paul in scriptures, 
as he was dealing with the Roman Empire when he said Jesus is Lord is still the same today. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah, somebody. Come on, if you believe that, stand on your feet with me and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Jesus is still Lord. Jesus is still King. Jesus is still my master. He's still my maker. He's still my creator. He never left the throne. And Jesus is concerned about you. He's concerned about you. And he wants you to know today that he loves you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's always on time. Maybe you need to come to the altar today and, and just, just bask in his presence for a moment. Maybe you're dealing with a situation right now that's troubling you and, and you just need to step out on faith and come to this altar and say, Lord, I just need to get in your presence. I, I need to get that booster shot of faith, God. I'm, I'm struggling with some things right now. Listen, why don't you come? Why don't you come? That's you. You can come. Maybe you're in this room and you don't notice Jesus that I'm talking about. Listen, the greatest thing you can do today is receive him as your Savior and as your Lord into your heart. Confess him as Lord. Believe in your heart that he's Lord. And the Bible says you shall be saved. That's you today. Why don't you step out on faith? Why don't you come? He's always on time. He's always on time. He's always on time. I don't know who I'm encouraging right now, but he, he's always on time. He's always on time. Our God is always on time. Bless his name. Hallelujah. God, we give you praise. God, we give you glory. God, we give you your glorious way in our lives in this world that we live in in the book of Revelation 11 I think it's around verse 15 it says the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ God we're going to stand on your word today we're not of this world even though we're in it we're part of it our kingdom from you, God. And we pray that you be exalted, that you be glorified, that you be magnified. Oh, God, we love you. Thank you. You are still Lord. We acknowledge it in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you lift those hands and bless him? Hallelujah. Can you out of your own mouth confess it? Jesus, you are Lord. Hallelujah. Now give him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stay right where you at. God bless you, saints of God. We love you. Hallelujah. Give God another hand clap of praise one more time. I'm telling you, we can't praise him enough. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us Sunday mornings. Our service times are 9 o'clock and 1045. For more information, please visit us at highpraises.org.